Help save the precious God blesses. Help us, Lord. Move anything out, God, that's not godly, not holy. Lord, help us to move anything out that's not just right with you, God, this morning. Lord, help us this morning.
pen and a chair and hammer.
is going to be welcome back after a while. Thank you, Lord. Praise the Lord. I know there's a lot of times and probably a lot of places you don't feel too welcome, you know. You, you got your dress on, you got your, your hair growing, and you got your look just right, you know, and you got the Spirit of the Lord in you, and you're living a Christian life. They'll look at you and say, oh my goodness, there's a Christian. <laughs> you can see it on the face sometimes. Amen. When you look like a Christian, you'll be noticed. This world will notice you ain't just like them. Praise the Lord. You'll be a separated something from, from this world. You'll be a separated saint. Amen. A peculiar person. God wants his people to be a standout in the crowd. That they may see the good works of the Father. And glorify him, which is in heaven. And heaven's jubilee, praise the Lord, is going to be open to those that's willing to serve God. That there we have the next service, Sister B. It's going to be a blast, I hope. I, I usually enjoy people coming and cooking and eating and all. But I like that type of thing. Most of the time I'm about like everybody else you know, participates. I had to work on it for a few days and had to make preparations, you know, and had to get this and get that. But we need to make our preparations. That's right. Praise the That's Lord. Right. We're going to a dinner after a while. Amen. Well, God's business to come and die. Praise the Lord. He's making the preparations. We're making our preparations. Let's make them right. Yeah. Praise the Lord. We want to get there in peace. Amen. We want to meet God in peace. And all of God's children get there. We want to have a good time. We want to have a good time. Praise the Lord. We're going to get Brother Tommy to come at this time and take up the tithes and offerings. My sister Pam gets this next song started. If y'all got anything to give, I know the good Lord will bless you for it.
of giving the truth, you got to be separated to serve God. Right. Amen. You can't drag along everything you want to with you. You got to lay aside those things that hinder you. We just said that. It means spiritually pure. Mm -hmm. You have to have your heart washed in the blood of the Lamb. If you look at 1 Peter chapter 1, the end of our lesson last week, verse 15, 16, but as he which hath taught you is holy, so be ye holy in all matter of conversation, because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. You have to set aside things that ain't holy. You have to lay aside them weights and sins and everything else that keeps you from being separated to live a holy life. Separated, a pure, separated life for God. Holy living, uh, maintaining His work. Holy living. He wants you to maintain a life where you can serve Him in holiness. Be an example. Exemplified means to be an example. To serve as an example. Mm -hmm. To be a copy of Jesus. Ephesians 4 says that we can grow up in Him. Ephesians 4 15. I like that little verse of scripture. We can grow up in Him. Amen. Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. You, you got to please God, folks. You, you ain't got to please me, but God sent the man of God, the woman of God alone, to help you, to teach you, to show you, to live it mm -hmm. before you, mm -hmm. to be a pure living example, set apart, serving God to help you. Look at First uh, Peter 5 and 5. Let me read you that verse of scripture right there. First Peter 5 and 5. All this is coming out the same book here. First Peter 5 and 5. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elders. Yay! Yo! Let me get your attention. Let me have your attention here. Yo! All of you be subject one to another. Uh, you know good well God wanted us to be subject one to another he wants us to be living that life where people would be subject to amen now people don't want to recognize God in your life recognize the Lord in your life give them about two or three minutes and if you keep on cussing get up and tell them well I've got to go if you keep on acting foolish, whatever you're going to say, y'all excuse me, I got to leave. Mm -hmm. You know, that type of thing. Make a simple departure. But for the church people, you're supposed to be subject one to another. Amen. If the pastor's preaching it right, that's, that's the way to say amen. That's the way to live it. If the pastor's teaching, the preacher's teaching it right, that's the way to live it. That's the way to move forward for God. Amen. There's a holy way. There's a holy way. And we're going to read some about that right here in 1 Peter 
chapter 2. So let's look there on page 40 and we'll start right there. Sister Amy, if you will read that one and two right there. Wherefore laying aside all malice and all guile and hypocrisies and envies and all evil speakings, as newborn babes desire the sincere milk of the word, which ye may grow thereby. things is in front of you and you can't get around it, uh, move it to the side. Don't drag it out of the way. Amen. And sometimes things are just pure spiritual. Sometimes it's put in your heart. Malice and guile and hypocrisy and envy evil speaking. Amen. You, you don't want to, that guile, you don't want to use tricky words. That's what that means is tricky words. Deceiving people with tricky words and cunning words. Well, there's some people that plumb masters with using words. There was a black fellow years ago out there, Josh Price. Sister B, you could talk to him and, and he'd be saying word for word what you said. And then he'd say what he needed to say. And he'd say word for word what you were saying. If you were saying no good teaching like I'm doing right now, he knows your thoughts when you when I was saying them. If he if he stayed around you a few minutes, he could just about repeat exactly what you were saying while you were saying. He was bad about doing that. Cunning. He was smart with them words, tricky words. But he wouldn't attempt to try to deceive him then. It's just that he had it in him. But the Lord didn't mean for us to use tricky, tricky words and try to convince you to live one way or do one way or, or do another way. We're, we're here designed to be an influence of people to serve the Lord. That's sincere milk of the Word. See, if I get out of the Word, I've been and told y'all before, we'll get our Bibles and have a meeting or or stop me right where we're at and tell me I need to read that scripture again or whatever. Praise the Lord. I want to be right. See, that's what I want to do. The Lord ain't showed me no other way to do it except for right. 
that you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. He's good for the heart. He's good for the soul. Mm -hmm. He's good for mankind if they would just accept him. The, the lively stone of verse 4 disallowed that, that was denied indeed the true facts. Denied. In other words, what he's saying, they denied the true facts, the men but chosen of God and precious. Jesus was the most precious thing God had. Amen. Look on that first chapter. Sister Lisa, you got your Bible up? Look at that first chapter. Read that verse 19. But with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. Huh? The precious blood of Christ. Amen. The most precious thing you can obtain in your life, in this world, is the blood of Jesus. Amen. We ain't trying to drag you through the blood. We're trying to bring you through the blood. We're trying to bring you through the blood of Jesus. Amen. You can't go no other way. You can't make it to heaven no other way. That's right. You have to put off the old man and put on the new. Amen. When he said grow thereby, he means for you to develop your spiritual relationship. To mature that sincere milk. He means for us to mature in the word. They say, if you practice it long enough, it'll become secondhand after a while. Well, God ain't want that. He said he wants him to be first. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. He wants it to be firsthand. I know we have to work 40 hours a week, and some folks can work a whole lot more than that. I've seen some people work 80 and 100 hours a week. They've never been able to do that. But we need to spend time growing spiritually. The church folks, I'm not talking about out in the world. I know a lot of people now they work seven days a week and over plus overtime. <laughs> I know seven days a week is overtime. But that crowd out there in Camel Soup, they made me so mad years ago. Sister Dawn, they came to town about a year ago and they've been out there. I don't know, it's over 30 years now probably. But I helped build that plant when I was working in construction way back in the day. I helped build that plant, Camel Soup. And uh, they put an ad in the paper seven days a week plus overtime. And that's where I got that from. I ain't never desired a job that works seven days a week. And then they put plus overtime. They made me mad just because I read the ad. I said, I said, those people must be crazy down there. Seven days a week. Plus overtime. Brother Robert Lee, bless his heart, he's talking to a big farmer over in Gibson one day. He said, I ain't got time for that mess. I had to work seven days a week, 14, 16 hours a day. I ain't got time for that. Old brother Robert Lee was heartbroken, you know. He come home and he was telling about it. He about had tears in his eyes, you know. People going to deny you, disallowed indeed. They denied Jesus. 
And he was the truth. The true facts was being told. Indeed means true facts, true sayings, true words. They, in other words, you could read this just like this right here. Deny the indeed of men. Deny the true facts did, did men. They did. They denied the true facts. When Jesus was walking on the earth, they didn't want him. And one of them told him, he said, hey, this man's doing this miracle, healing, raising the dead. He said, we know that no man can do that unless he be of God. He said, unless we be fighting against God, let's wait and see what happens. And, and, and instead of fighting against, we could be fighting against God. One of the high priests, one of the rulers told him. They were speaking to crucify him before they ever had a, a hearing. Y'all better not mention that man so he, he's got to be of God. Hey, the things God's done in your life, the things God's done in my life is enough to let me know to walk straight, that desire the sincere milk and grow in God. Praise the Lord. That word taste, that's just another word for enjoying God. Amen. Getting in touch with God. Being able to sense God in your life. It, it don't mean that you, you taste God like you do honey in the honeycomb. Sure, he's sweeter than honey in the honeycomb. But it don't mean you taste him like you do a bowl of, uh, of cereal. It means that you enjoy him. His presence is sweet in your life. The relationship is to be sweet serving God. I know you have troubles and trials just like anybody else. But it's to be uh, uh, for your benefit that you might come out as gold tried in the fire. Lively stone to build up a spiritual house. The Bible says he that build a house, unless God build it, he build it in vain. Hey Amen. You've got to have this spiritual connection that can't nobody fault, that can't nobody to build up a spiritual household to offer up spiritual sacrifice is acceptable to God. you got to live a life where God's plea is acceptable. You, you can't rule out anything. If there's anything that you got any question about, you need to leave it alone. If there's anything you got any doubt about, you need to do away with it. You don't need no questions or, some, or no mystery. This ain't no mystery. This thing, Peter, I believe it was, said, this thing wasn't done in the corner. It wasn't done hid behind the curtains. This was done out in the open. When Jesus went to the temple and healed that man, he'd done it right in front of the Pharisees, the scribes, and everybody else that he knew was going to come against him. See? And come to find out, you know who it was that, that crucified the Lord? The, Rome, the Romans had no part in that. They left that ruling to the Jews. Religious matters. It was the elders of the church, the priests, and the ones in the, in the church. That's what they done. You know why they're still doing it today? Because they want to live like they want to. They don't want to follow no kind of commandments. 
They don't want to have no kind of regulations. They don't want no kind of self-control. Grow up with a sincere milk and taste of the Lord. See if he's gracious to be a spiritual sacrifice acceptable unto God. They don't want to have a part with God. They just want to have part of the church. The pastors want to have three or four little harlots in the church. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry to say that, ain't it? Yeah, it's right. It's right. Yeah. They, they want to run and mix and mingle. It's all fun, playing, and games. They got now where they'll build a, 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 a gymnasium out behind the church. Mm -hmm. They'll build a ball field out behind the church. They got the volleyball net, the basketball, the softball field, the gymnasium. And the church is the smallest thing on the property. You know why? They're more into fun and games than it is in the house of God. They're more interested in that than they are God. They, yeah, they'll run and go in the name of Jesus. But I'm telling you what, you can't follow that crowd. They start early in the morning and they run to late at night. You can't follow, I can't keep up with them. Is what I'm saying. You can't keep up with them. Dinner time's coming. You can't keep up with them. And besides that, you can't go to the places they go. You got to go and live and be an example that's acceptable to God. You can't follow after this this church crowd these days. They vote in homosexuals. Yeah. They're taking them in left and right. I've been told there's a church right there in Laurel Hill's got a homosexual pastor. I don't know that for sure, but I was told that. I tell you, it don't make no difference where you go. You can find sin in this world that it seems like it's just running rapid. It's getting down to that few. The Bible says there's only be a few that will find this way and walk therein. Narrow is the way that leads to everlasting life. And broad is the way that leads to destruction. Well, I'm going to tell you something, folks. This way is getting right down to that few that the Bible was talking about that's going to make it. And I've heard people over the years come out, I, I feel like 50% of the people is going to make it because two versions made it. There's five that made it and five didn't make it. Some said that they, they go by 
the point that they're trying to get across, you see. That's what a metaphor is, a parable. So, so I want to try to teach you exactly how to be acceptable under God. Huh? That's what I'm trying to teach you. What's acceptable under God. And that's good for me too. See? That's good for our our soul, my soul. That's good for your soul. Amen. Praise the Lord. Ain't no other way to get there. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Then this is the true facts. Indeed, this allowed indeed of men. They denied the true facts. I don't want to deny it. Verse 6 says, For what we are contained, also it is contained in the scripture. Contained, that means it, it's, it's a, a, to, to prevent the enemy from coming in and taking over. The word helps you to stay contained to keep the enemy from being successful in your life against you or when he's at you. Sometimes the, the enemy's standing right in front of you, you see. The Bible and the Word of God, the Spirit of the Lord helps us to have that inner man, that inner spiritual being contained so the devil will not be successful against us. Contained is contained in the Scripture. If we'll take the Word of God, the, the sincere milk of the Word, we can grow by it. Instead of hating your enemy, Sister Lisa, you'll want to cook him a cake. And you know if you're supposed to cook the enemy a cake, you can cook the Sunday school teacher one sometime. You know damn well, you know. Praise the Lord. You're supposed to feed the enemy. You know you can feed Brother Darrell. Praise the Lord. Huh? Man, you ain't no amens. <laughs> Praise the Lord. A pan of biscuits, a pot of chicken and rice, or pastry or something. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Portion is key. Portion is key. Remember. Praise the Lord. But that word contained in the scriptures, it means for you to, to set boundary lines. The, the word of God is for you to help you to set them boundary lines. To where you know you can't cross over, you see. Sister B, I can't go but so far with this world, with this crowd, at the store, at the at uptown, wherever, at the bank. You, you got guidelines you go by. It don't make no difference with your family. At home, you got them boundary lines. You got to have yourself contained in the scripture, you see. If the Bible tells you not to do it, you know you ain't supposed to do it, but sometimes it's on your heart not to do certain things. If it's in your heart and in your spirit, see, it says, if it is to you, it is sin. You might do something that I can't do, you see, but I can't, can't allow myself to do it because you do it. It might not be a sin to me. If it is a sin unto you, it is a sin. Praise the Lord. But he that believeth on him shall not be confounded. Amen. This thing ain't caught, but it's supposed to cause confusion. 
And that's supposed to cause chaos, being all mixed up. They set guidelines here for us to go by. There ain't no sense in being crossed up, mixed up about it. Amen. Take the word of God and grow. Sister B, turn on that page 72 and read them first two there for us. 10, but ye are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, and holy nation, a peculiar people, that ye should show forth the praises of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, which in time past were not a people, but are now the people of God, which had not obtained mercy, but now have obtained mercy. Now, to them, he was not precious. the so-called church folks, the ones that making out to be something that's not. Be honest with whatever you got going on in your life. If there's something wrong, then make this right. Ain't no sense in trying to cover it up. You can't hide nothing from God. Amen. There's a perfect example right out here at the cemetery. Tommy Brock. He died seven years ago. He come in here, Donna Kay. And he stayed saved a couple years or so, but later on he was diagnosed with cancer. And it was pretty terminal. But he'd come in after he got saved, and he, he had his cigarettes in his shirt pocket. You know, none of us believe in smoking. You're tearing down the temple of God by smoking that cancer sticks. That's what you used to call them, cancer sticks. And they're still cancer sticks, really. But he'd come in and got saved. He'd come back in with cigarettes in his pockets, you know. And he'd come back with cigarettes in his pockets, you know. Mm -hmm. He'd come back with cigarettes in his pocket. And, yeah. and after a while, he got to where he'd put them in his pants pocket, if he still had them. And he finally said one Sunday morning, he said, I want y'all to help me pray. He said, I'm trying to give up these cigarettes. And he'd come back later on and He'd say something. He finally said, y'all help the person. I'm down about three or four days. And I, I, I'm smoking a whole lot less than I was, you know. And this, this went on for about six months. And he come in one Sunday morning. He said, I thank y'all for praying for me. He said, the Lord has set me free from them cigarettes. It wipes out everything that you're doing wrong. Where did they get that life from? Paul said, I die daily. Did he do it? You got to move on a little bit at a time. Don't you tear your life apart and your family apart. Don't you tear your heart apart and everything, your job and everything. God, if I got saved and had a job working on Sunday, you know what I'd hope the preacher would tell me? Then don't quit that job, boy. 
You got to feed your family. You got to pay your bills. You want to lose that house you got? You want to lose your car you got? You quit that job and you just might lose it. And your wife might have to leave you because you can't afford to keep her either. He said, but I'm going to tell you what you need to do. Give the opportunity you get. You need to look for your job duties. Don't work on Sunday. Praise the Lord. That's what I tell them. Praise the Lord. Amen. I told them people out there at Golf Pride years ago, I got saved. And I told them right in a meeting, too, there was a lot of people in here listening. I said, I'm sorry. I can't work on Sunday no more. I used to work 30 or 45 days in a row. Straight. I said, I can't work Sundays no more. I said, I'm going to get to church. I said, the Lord saved me, and I'm going to the house of the Lord on Sunday. And I said, if the Lord willing, I'll be there Sunday, this Sunday. And I said, it's right up there at Hammond, North Carolina. I'll give them the address. I forgot what the old church address was now. I said, but I want to invite every one of y'all to be there. Oh, 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 we can't be talking about religion in here. I said, all right, that's all right. I'll sit down. I done told them what I wanted them to hear. I never did work another Sunday after that. God blessed me all the way, man. He blessed me all the way. That's the reason why I'm here this morning. Amen. You want God to bless you. Amen. You serve him. Don't disallow him. Don't deny him. Amen. I know a lot of people have to work Sunday. A lot of weekend jobs now. They call it weekend shift. Them people that invented the weekend shift, they ought to have to work it. See how they like it. I believe they'd do away with it. And whoever invented third shift had to be out of his mind. Doesn't <laughs> work at 12 o'clock at night. That's, that's as crossed up as you can get. I tried that list one time. I'd get off work in the morning. I wanted pork chop and potatoes, biscuits, you know. And they was eating bacon and eggs and grits. I get up in the evening, I wanted bacon, eggs, and grits, and they was eating pork chop and gravy. <laughs> now you tell me that ain't messed up. I tell you, folks, that this world was not designed the way it's gone. God designed this world when He put Adam and Eve in the Garden of Eden. They were designed to live a holy life, peaceable life, walking with God. God would come down in the cool of the day and walk and talk with Adam and Eve. And that forbidden fruit. Amen. This world's got to have what they ain't supposed to have. This world wants what they ain't supposed to be wanting. The desires are supposed to be set on serving God, a peculiar people. A royal priesthood. That means superior in spirit. You ain't supposed to be superior in spirit. But your spirit's supposed to be way beyond this world. Brother, you're supposed to have a superior thought, not an evil thought. You're supposed to have a better way, another way, a right way than, than this world. Because this world's going the wrong way, believe me. Where until also were appointed, this crowd being stumbling at the word being disobedient, where also they were appointed. God didn't direct this world the better way it went. The devil took it over this world. 
You can't have no other way to put it. If you follow this world and this worldly crowd, you're leaving God out of the picture. Amen. You're leaving God out of the picture when you follow this world, you follow this crowd. I don't care if they're running 300 or taking in 300,000 a year. It don't make no difference to God. Amen. When we stand before God, that's going to be done away with. He said that the people should show forth in verse 9 the praises unto them who have called you out of darkness. Does anybody know what the definition for darkness is? Without light. And Jesus come to be the light of this world. But men love darkness rather than the light. And they'll oh, they'll get up and oh, they'll, they'll sing and they'll shout and they'll flip and flop and do everything else. But when it comes to serving God in a pure way, in a pure relationship, they're close with their mouth and far away with the heart. I tell you, God's people ain't changed now. I'm going to tell you something. I know for a fact God's people ain't changed. God called me when I didn't know the people of God, you see. God called me and directed me just like he did Paul. God, when he directs you, he leads you in the right way. A pure religion. Amen. A peculiar people. Somebody that's set aside. That word peculiar means like private property. It means personal property. When you give your... That's them things hanging on that door out there. When you give your life and heart to the Lord, you become the Lord's peculiar people. You become his property. That blood has bought and paid the price which was set and put aside and put in your life. Amen. Boy, this is good, ain't it? This is good for your soul. This is good for your heart. Amen. Which would pass with not a people. Amen. God don't recognize this sinful crowd as his people. Which in times past were not a people because they didn't have the mercy that God got on his people. They did not obtain the mercy, but now have obtained mercy. If God hadn't applied that secured relationship in your heart, that's what obtained means. Something that you've got and it is yours. It is secured. Huh? You got it down pat. Praise the Lord. Sister Dean, you want to read that letter 12 for Read that right quick. We're going to have to stop. Now, simply put, what this is saying is when you lose the battle, when you put the flesh before the spirit, when you put the flesh before the Lord, you're losing the battle. When you put your own desires above the Lord, 
He made them in his image. And God's made a lot of choices over the years. And it goes right down this list. And all of a sudden we got to just follow God's choices and leave our choices out of it. Praise Lord. Amen. If we may, by the Gentiles, may see the good work, them evildoers, and they may glorify God on their visitation. You don't ever know when the Lord's going to speak to somebody for the last time, that dead thing they might come by and visit, that last few heartbeats they might get the heart right to God, that day of visitation. And it might be after the church is gone. There's going to be a lot of sinners left here then. A lot of them going to probably have time to repent. I think there's going to be a lot that probably won't because when he comes back, Things are going to start happening. I think they're going to happen quick. And about a third of the people are going to be dead automatically. But on the day of visitation, God, if He'll show them mercy, they have obtained mercy. See? It's going to be the mercy of God. Anybody get saved after the coming of Jesus. But before then, God can call them and their heart can be turned. Because you told them, ask God to save you. Don't die lost. I like to tell people, don't you leave this world without getting your heart right with God. Don't leave this world without praying and seeking the Lord, getting things straight with the Lord. I'm telling you, there's some people don't know nothing about praying. I was one of them, you see. But God will make a way. Amen. Well, I didn't know God. He sent the preacher right by the house. Amen. I, and, and he said, I, I come by, and I didn't, I didn't know where I was supposed to be going down this road. He said, but when I come by and see you in the front yard, he said, I know where I was supposed to be going then. He stopped Sister B, and I took him right by the hand. I told him I needed to be saved. And went right in the house and got saved. When God makes a way for you, you listen to God. Mm. Amen. It's time to listen to the Lord when God's speaking to your heart, when God's talking to you. In the day of visitation, amen, that's when God can make a pure heart out of you, a holy, acceptable, living being for God. Amen. Is there any questions, comments, any statements? All right, well, we certainly appreciate you. Sure hope you got something out of the Sunday school lesson. Let's see who's got a birthday this week. Anybody's birthday, anniversary? No happy anniversaries? You do? That'll be Sunday. No, that'll be Saturday. The 20th will be Saturday.
Yeah, you better go ahead and put it in. How many years you and Tommy been married?
But just because I read the whole chapter don't mean for you to get, don't get weary. Don't grow weary in well-doing. Stay with me, okay? I, you know, y'all know, I don't do things unless the Lord tells me. So stay with me, okay? All right, Psalms chapter 25, starting with verse 1. Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. O my God, I trust in thee. Let me be not ashamed. Let not my enemies triumph over me. Yea, let none that wait on thee be ashamed. Let them that be ashamed which transgress without a cause. Show me thy ways, O Lord. Teach me thy paths. Lead me in thy truth and teach me. For thou art the God of my salvation. On thee do I wait all the day. Remember, O Lord, thy tender mercies and thy loving kindnesses, for they have been ever of old. Remember not the sins of my youth, nor my transgressions, according to thy mercy. Remember thou me for thy goodness' sake, O Lord. Good and upright is the Lord, therefore he will teach sinners in the way. The meek will he guide in judgment, and the meek will he teach his way. All the paths of the Lord are mercy and truth unto such as keep his covenant and his testimonies. For the, thy name's sake, O Lord, pardon my iniquity, for it is great. What man is he that feareth the Lord? In him, him shall he teach in the way that he shall choose. His soul shall dwell at ease, and his seed shall inherit the earth. The secret of the Lord, which is with them that fear him, and he will show them his covenant. My eyes are ever toward the Lord, for he shall pluck my feet out of the net. Turn thee to me, unto me, and have mercy upon me, for I am desolate and afflicted. The troubles of my heart are enlarged. O oh, bring thou me out of my distresses. Look upon my affliction and my pain, and forgive all my sins. Consider my enemies, for they are many, and they, have, they hate me with cruel hatred. O oh, keep my soul and deliver me. Let me not be ashamed, for I put my trust in thee. Let integrity and uprightness preserve me, for I wait on thee. Redeem Israel, O God, out of all of his troubles. Can somebody say amen? Amen. amen. Now that, Sister Lisa, is the way we ought to pray. He said in Matthew, he gave him the scripture, he said, When you pray, this is how you ought to pray. Our Father which art in heaven, yeah. hallowed be thy name. And it goes on and on and gives you just a few lines, just a few sentences and says, this is how we ought to pray. Right. Well, David said he gave God good and then he stated the bad. He said, Lord, you've been good, but here's my trouble. But she's still been good, and here's another trouble. Here's my issue, but she's still been good. Here's some more problems, but she's still been good. He didn't say, Lord, I want you to do this just like you should. He said, Lord, if it's iniquity, forgive me of it. If it's a mountain, teach me how to climb it. If it's a river, teach me how to cross it. Lord, I'm facing that mountain. I see it's a mountain. Give me strength to climb. He didn't blame the Lord or point. He said, Lord, you've been so good. And me, I'm wicked and I'm evil. I'm dirt and I'm not worth much. But I tell you what, if you'll just help me and make me pliable, I'll do whatever you want me to. Then I'm mad with the devil this morning and I'm determined to get a good service out of this service this morning. Sister Lisa, I'm mad with you and I'm tired of it. I'm tired. 
matter where you stand, well, let me make it clear then. Let me tell you, Sister Lisa, right where I stand, I got my foot on the rock and my mind's made up. The devil, the Lord told me a few weeks ago, said, you Daniel in the lion's den. And I tell you what, that lion started roaring and I put him in his place. Then the next time that lion said, Sister Dina, I don't understand what you mean. Well, let me make it clear.
doing all I could to keep from crying. We were singing both of them songs. I said, Lord, got to think about Grandpa. Got to think about Easter. Got to think about how good the Lord has been. And I was trying my best to keep from crying. And he said, those tears are my language. A language that only I understand. Would you prevent me from speaking? And I said, no, Lord. I wouldn't prevent you from speaking. If you don't hinder the Lord, you won't be hindered. Second thing, he trusted in the Lord. He said, I give it to you, and I trust you. He said, I trust you. All I got is a list. The Lord gave me what else to say. Don't think I'm reading it off. I ain't one of those preachers that use notes. I just write down what he says. Sister Lisa, he said, I give it to you, and I trust you with it. See, well, that's two steps that we're supposed to complete, Daddy, and we never, we hardly ever do. We say, Lord, I give it to you, but I don't trust you with it, so I'm going to take it back off of that arm. And every time you lay it down and pick it up, that burden gets a little bit heavier. Every time you say, Lord, I give it to you, but not quite, it gets a little bit heavier. Sister Lisa, you was in the gym and you was lifting weights. The first time, it's kind of easy. The second time, it's a little bit harder. The third time, it's even more hard. By the 20th time, you lift in 200 pounds. Then legs start to shake. Your muscles start to tremble. Your arms start to hurt. Your back starts to hurt. And you start to think, Lord, how can I go on any further? It's because you've picked it up and you put it down. You've picked it up and you put it down. You've picked it up and you put it down. And by that last time, it's so heavy, you can't even pick it up anymore. He said, Lord, I give it to you. And I trust you. He said, I just left it right there. And I walked on, Sister Lisa. Then he said, This morning, I lay aside every weight that so easily besets you. Do you know what fickle means? Then he likes to ask what that definitions are. Do you know what fickle means? Fickle means weak, minuscule, not strong, opposite of strong. Which is weak means their brains breakable, it's brittle, it's fragile. That's what fickle means. We are fickle. Sister Lisa, we are likely to give in to temptation. We are creatures, he said. You are, it's just a vapor, Sister Dom. Said your life is just like a vapor. We are fickle. He said, easily besets you. He said in the last days, the very elect. If it all possible would be deceived. When he says take it to the Lord and leave it there. Don't lay that way so easily beset you. That's a little tissue box. <coughs> That's like your problem to God. It's a little tissue box. Let me show you how small. Is that a little symbol? That fits on my finger. I can fit on God's finger. I can fit on God's toe. I can fit on God's pinky. He said, the earth is my footstool. And yet he looks down through all the heavens and sees that little symbol sticking on your finger bothering you, Sister Lisa. Looks down through all the heavens, Sister Anita, and sees that little teeny tiny symbol bothering you so bad. He looked down through all the heavens and saw Paul's little teeny tiny thorn in his flesh. And he done something about it. He said, I ain't going to remove it. But I'm going to give you grace 
that's sufficient to make it. Sister Lisa, that little thimble on your finger. He said, I teach you how to handle it. I teach you how to climb it. I guide you on what to do. David said, Lord, I got my hands up, but I got a little teeny tiny problem on the tip of my finger. But touch me anyway. If you'll tell me what to do, if you'll tell me how to fix it, if you'll tell me how to go about it, I'll do exactly what you say. He said, I'll do what you tell me to, just like you tell me to do it, and I'll trust you the whole way, Sister B. Take it to the Lord and leave it there. Little, teeny, tiny, itsy-bitsy, Sister B. Just little, teeny, tiny. But the more you pick it up, the heavier it's going to get. He said, I trusted in the Lord. Then I prayed for victory. You pray for it. Just don't go back and pick it up. Sister B, you can pray for it. You can come back. You can kneel down right in front of it and say, Lord, touch the little thimble. Give me victory over the thimble. Give me a solution to the thimble. And you walk away. You ain't got to pick it up, Sister Lisa. All you got to do is kneel down and get up. But you ain't got to pick it up. You ain't got to leave with no more weight. See, the altar is a place for you to come and leave weight. It's not a place for you to come and pick up weight. When you go to the gym, when you go walking, you don't go there to gain weight. You go there to lose weight. And that's the same as that altar. You come to that altar to lay aside the weight that's keeping you from doing what you're supposed to be doing. And you walk on with the weight on the altar. That ain't good for much. I ain't shamed. I got myself here. I know what happened. I was here every day. I saw what happened. I saw it get bigger. I saw it get smaller. But here lately, I just saw it get bigger. Sister Anita, if I meet my husband, Damar, this is what he's got. If he don't like it, I hate it. Because everybody goes through phases. This is the point in time I'm in my life. You know what I'm saying? I probably could look better, but I could look worse too. You know? And it is what it is, Sister Donna. You don't love everybody for their, their looks. You love them for their personality. I got a lot of people that don't love their looks. I had a lot of people that love their looks and don't love their personality. It is what it is. But fat ain't good for much. It clogs your arteries. It keeps the blood from flowing through the veins. Makes you overweight, makes you out of breath, makes you have heart problems, have high blood pressure, cholesterol. There's a lot of things that fat is a whole lot bad for. Well, that's just like that trial you keep toting around. Ain't good, no good for nobody. And it sure ain't good for you. And if it's clogging up them arteries where you can't get through like you need to, you need to come and put it on the altar. David said, I took it to the Lord. And that's all I done. No, he didn't. So I took it to the Lord, and I left it there. It was bad for me. So I had to pick it up. Just that little, teeny, tiny. This right here is way bigger than what a clogged artery looks like. A clogged artery, most arteries ain't even as big around as a pen. Some are. You break your artery, your pulmonary veins. Some of them are as big as a pen. There are few and far between. But 
This little teeny tiny thing is more than enough to explode one of those arteries. Sister Lisa, our journey is too great and it's too important to let something so minuscule bust up everything we've worked for. Right, right, that's right, right. Sister Lisa, in your marriage, you wouldn't let something small like him liking decaf and you liking regular to break your marriage up. It could be a problem. Cause two big things of coffee. You got to buy twice the coffee, two different kinds. You got to change your whole routine. Right. Well, same thing with the Lord, Sister Lisa. If he says, lay it down, you lay it down. If he says, pick it up, you pick it up. Sometimes you got to change your whole routine for the Lord. And that's like that girl yesterday. She said, well, the Lord wants us to be happy. I said, if you was praying for you done it, you would have been happy. I said, because the Lord wouldn't have let you do it. So the Lord wants us to be happy. Sometimes, Sister Lisa, we got to live with the consequences of the choices we have made, of the things we have done. But I tell you this, you can lay that symbol down. You can lay it down. He said, I asked for guidance. I asked to be led in truth. I had patience. I told the Lord, I wait on you. I pray for that symbol, and I wait on you to move it. I wait on you to fix it. But I wait on you, Lord. Your timing, whatever you wanted to do, I wait on you. Martha said, Lord, Lazarus has been dead for four days. Said, so by now he stinks. Lord said, no, that don't matter. Said, so when I come to move it, I come to move it. That song says, you're four days late. But he's still on time. You're just too early. You're just too early, Sister Lisa. We want it moved yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday wasn't the right time. You would rather be having that problem and have it moved at the right time than have it moved too early and deal with the consequences. Right. People say, well, I can just have it gone would just be wonderful. I can deal with whatever comes. Something bigger than that thimble will come along yeah. and mess you all up if you do it at the wrong time. He said, I asked for mercy. Then I ask for forgiveness. Sometimes, Sister B, it's good. He said, Lord, just to check. I search out the hidden places. Search out anything that I've had, any bad feelings about that film, anything I've let get in while my guard was down. Anything, Lord. Karen, she always says, Lord, forgive me for anything. Not if I've done, she hates that word, if. Not if I've done anything, but for Anything. Sister Lisa, he covered all his boundaries. Then he said, I praise God for just being good and upright. He asked forgiveness, Sister Lisa, so he could make sure he was going to be just as good and upright. You can be good and upright in the storm. You can be good and upright with a thorn in your side. You ain't got to be bad and down because you've got a trial, you've got a temptation. He said, think it not strange when you go through these things because everyone must be tested and everyone must be tried. He said, you couldn't be purified like gold if you wasn't tested and you wasn't tried. Then he said, I reaffirmed the covenant. I reminded myself, he's got a covenant. He said he would never leave me and forsake me. When the devil says, go back and pick up that thimble, he said, I reaffirmed the covenant. 
I told him, I said, the Lord told me to take it to him and leave it there. I pray for it, but I won't go back again and get it. I'm going to finish this. He said, living right brings peace. He said, I remind you, I'm doing the right thing. Brings peace. I from the Lord, so I have safety. These trials, I say, I told the Lord my trial, I told the Lord my need. I ask forgiveness again. I pray for deliverance. I ask to be made in his righteousness. And lastly, I prayed for my country. At the end, Sister Lisa, he prayed for somebody else. This is how we ought to pray. That prayer didn't have doubt in it. That prayer didn't have a lack of faith in it. That prayer believed God and trusted in God, and that prayer got through. This is how we ought to pray. Sister Lisa? Anytime something's about to start at your hand, it's going to do a whole lot of faith in you. Because you raise your hand. And thank you. David said, I just thank you for what you've already done. He said, I named the good, but I named the bad too. He prayed for the bad. He didn't say not to pray for the bad. He just said, Lord, here's a problem. Help me solve it. Lord, here's an issue. Help me fix it. So I lay it down and I praise you for what you have done, for what you're going to do. Sister Dina, praising the Lord accomplishes a lot of things. Yes, Two things it accomplishes. It reminds you of the good he's done. Yes. And it thanks him because we owe him many things for the things he's done. We have to praise him reminds you of how good God is. I appreciate the Lord this morning. And I know that was somewhat a little bit uh, long-winded as far as reading goes. But I felt like that was the message that the Lord laid on my heart. And uh, I hope the Lord has blessed you and helped you with it. And uh, before the service ends, I think we all just need to stand and praise the Lord for what he's done. That one song says, I didn't came to ask, come to ask you for anything. I just came to talk with you, Lord, just to praise you for the things you've done. I didn't come to ask of anything. I just come to praise you. I appreciate the Lord this morning. I appreciate y'all.
your soul some good. It feels good down in your heart when you apply it to your life. Right. You apply it to your soul. You 